0: Magical, Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher.
1: And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach.
0: And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives.
1: Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi,
0: welcome to the podcast. We're broadcasting today from Limbo. We're in between, uh, still have not discovered the the time results we're talking about. Yeah. So at the time of this recording, yeah, you may be on the other
1: side. We hope. Yeah, certainly hope so. In the U.S., of course, we're talking about. It does seem like the world, the world, the whole world is watching. That's yeah. by the way the tagline for um a Rick Springfield the Rick Springfield movie. The only one there is that oh I didn't know there was was a Rick, Rick Springfield <laughs> mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm, that's true. It's called Hard to Hold. It was the first class I ever cut in high school was to go see it. Oh, was it? And, good? Well. No, but sorry, Rick. (laughs) I know you're a big listener, but (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying anything negative about him. But it wasn't great. Also, my mother and my friend's mother, who I went with, showed up. My mom was super angry. She showed up angrily in the line. We were waiting to go. And (laughs) it was the first time I ever cut class and also the only time I got caught, strangely. Oh,
0: yeah. So you cut class more times afterwards oh, but you I got sure did. caught
1: the first time. That's right. That's right. Um my Stephanie's mother was not so mad. She just seemed like Ugh. but my mother was oh. as you can imagine long-time listeners of the show know <laughs> she was not very nice to me. So that was hard, but the tagline was when the whole world is watching, love is hard to hold. The name oh, of the movie was hard to. Wow. Mhm. Mhm. So that seems important to share today. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, you know, my daughter is planning our exit to Germany. Oh. Yeah, she really wants to move us all to Germany. According to her, it's very affordable. Um, and my Brett speaks German. Oh, does he? Mhm. And and apparently half the population speaks English. So um, the problem is that we rescue animals. So we have 14 oh. animals. But um, she said they just require passports. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Still seems uh, like a lot of work. Oh, it would be a lot of work. Yeah. and And yeah. you can take five animals per person.
0: So, it would be a lot of work. I I guess if you wanted to, you could make it happen. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, we'll see. TBD. Really? Are you you guys, (laughs) you're not really, are you considering it? I mean, it is a fantasy to leave, I mean, for many reasons. I mean, even when someone was in power here that I liked, um, I enjoy the idea of free healthcare. It's just life. I got to tell you, from what you hear in Europe, like they just, their lifestyles are less revolved around productivity. Oh. But, like it's really about, like, um, I have a client who was telling me that maternity leave is a year. Oh yeah, here it's like three months minimum, and and there's paternity leave. Not that vacations like longer
0: vacations in a lot of those countries. Oh yeah, like
1: shorter work days. Oh yeah, it's just like what life I feel should be how it should be lived. It's just like, okay, we can take a breath here. Free health care, you know, a lot. It just to me feels so. For that, and also, I think it'd be really cool to live in interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, live near all, like, you could just hop on a train, go to Paris, or, you know. Yeah. I doubt it's going to happen, but it's a nice fantasy. Yeah. It's just a fantasy. uh uh, uh-oh. You know that song? It's uh, Billy no, Joel. I know, but I really like that. <laughs> I mean, I really like Billy Joel. I don't know. What is it? It's talking- not the real thing. uh uh, uh-oh. Uh, sometimes. I think it's just called, it's just a I fantasy. I don't think and I know that life. one. So oh, it's a good one. You should look it up. Ask Ted if he likes it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I see do if love the similarities the between me and Ted continue. So, how was your week? What cards did we pull?
0: Okay. So last week at the end of the podcast for the week ahead, we drew. From the mystical shaman oracle, you drew the giveaway, which was about giving, and I Uh, drew from the magic of flowers oracle, "Go Wild," which was mm, about like playing, dancing, being free, being Mm. aligned with nature. And yours was about like offering, offering, giving, receiving.
1: I just realized that we we are recording this a little early this week because oh yeah, that's um, true. We interviewed. We're so excited! You're going to hear our interview with our guest Carolyn Elliott soon. But um, so we haven't had a ton of the week to play out. Well, we you have know, had one fewer half day. a day. Oh, I guess that's true. Um, well, what do you think?
0: Did like, it how did that out play out? for you? Well, um, definitely going wild. I mean, I feel like it was. It hasn't been necessary for me to. Just let myself feel free. Like we talked about that last week. Like if you feel stressed out, then don't be hard on yourself about it. At least have compassion. And and I mean, you know, something that I've been doing as far as play – This might not sound like play to people, but (laughs) it's journaling. I finally started (laughs) journaling again, um, doing my three pages in the morning. And it is like a time when I feel as it is like free dancing, like free form dancing, like whatever words come out. And that I feel like has been important. Like you were right when we talked about that during cocktail hour, that journaling Mm -hmm. was important. And then I read an article in Mindful about how, Mindful Magazine about how, it's measurably helpful to journal just to get your thoughts out on paper. Oh, it
1: really is. It really is. And that's part of my inner child healing classes. And I I tell this to clients, almost every single one of them to journal as the inner child and then take a breath, put your hand on your heart, and then respond as the adult. I mean, that's separate than what you're talking about. But it really helps to just like, because sometimes like, it helps to just get it out, like yeah. get your subconscious just <laughs> without stopping your thoughts or being like, that's stupid or I don't really think that or I shouldn't think that or whatever.
0: Yeah, to like align with yourself. The morning pages, I mean, that's if you guys don't know, it's Julia Cameron in The Artist Way talks about just writing free form, just three pages without stopping, like f- f- full notebook pages. And it is like <laughs> like the morning after the uh, the election day. So for us, that was yesterday morning. Ew, I just woke up and just was just like so yeah. many profanities, just like, fuck, yeah. just like so yeah. angry and stressed. <laughs> and it's funny just to be like, oh, okay, that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. it is. And it's like aligning with just getting clear on it, like bringing exactly. it into your conscious awareness. And, the, and for me, the form of words is so important. Words just feel like really so in alignment with who I am and how I express myself you know yeah
1: yeah it's really very therapeutic um uh what was I gonna say I don't know oh so you were saying that that's how you let it out or that's how you had fun like being well being wild like I feel like it kind of just helped
0: me get in alignment with a little bit more in alignment with how I'm feeling and Mm -hmm. definitely oh going out to the creek sitting by the creek is, has been really important for me these past yeah. few days. Um, and that does feel like aligning with my wildness. So yeah. Yeah. And then giving, I mean, I always do feel like that it's, that is a practice for me of f- feeling less stressed and more connected and more mm-hmm. joyful. And so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. For me, um, I, as far as like letting yourself be where you are, like I noticed after the election day, well, the election day, and then the next day, which is yesterday, I was really not um I just noticed that, oh, I just need down time, like I just need to do whatever I need to do. I took a bath, yeah, I, you know, didn't worry about what I hadn't gotten done. I was like, no, that you none of that is gonna mm-hmm. be on the table today. I took like Blocked off the rest of my days on my Scud calendar so that no, you know, I couldn't have more clients because I was just like, I need this day. I just need. So I think in turn, just like letting those feelings come and go. But there has been, it's interesting today, I was maybe less like that and I feel more anxious. So I do think I need a little extra self care.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then also how I posted about, my feelings because after the election I mean we're still in limbo but I still mm-hmm. like so many of us felt like really this number of people voted for Donald Trump like it yeah, feels been... really heavy to me and yeah it makes me feel disappointed and mm. just
1: heartbroken for yeah
0: me. it feels yeah. really sad yeah really sad and I posted about that which I don't I don't normally I mean I sometimes mm-hmm. post stuff that is Something that I know is going to cause a big discussion, well, but yeah, I, don't I mean, often. it's
1: like you do though. Lately, I've noticed lately that, um, I mean, we both post a lot of stuff about Black Lives Matter and yeah. that movement, which shouldn't be controversial, <laughs> right? But somehow it is, so um, it's part of yeah, so I mean, I th- I wouldn't say you don't really post well, it's just
0: like it's. Feels so important to me. It just felt like, I mean, this is how I feel. This feels just very significant and very important, and I want to speak it. And I do feel like that there was like a shift into of authenticity that I felt that felt good. Mm. Like because when I was in high school, I used to be so outspoken, and I had all these opinions, and I would just Mm. be like, even if they were unpopular, you know, I would Mm. say them and. I still feel like I'm I'm unique and I speak what's true for me, but that just was like, you know what? If something's true for me, I should say it.
1: <laughs> it's so interesting you're saying that because actually today on Instagram, I posted being nice can be a form of self-betrayal. Oh, yeah. And it seems to really resonate with people as a lot of people are commenting on it and it really is like being nice, saying the right thing or not saying the thing because you want to just be nice. And what I said was being kind is not the same thing as being nice. You know, when you're being nice, it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to give up a little part of myself so that you aren't mad or so that you feel OK. Or yeah. So, you know what I mean? But being kind is just being respectful and saying your views in a respectful way. I mean, that's one way to be kind. But Yeah. It's that's interesting that you were so outspoken in high school. I love that. Bring her back. Oh my god! I just realized that's so interesting because this week I saw so many people who were showing me their teenage self as being real badasses. Like (laughs) it was so interesting. Like I've sometimes I've seen that. Like I've seen that before, but this week it was like every single person, their teenage self was coming in in to be like, hey come on we got this like oh like, that's so re- interesting yeah like own this part of yourself yeah. again i'm here i still am vibrant and i'm alive in your space like oh right. claim me yeah, yeah that's, that's
0: interesting, so interesting because i did like after i posted that i did listen to some high school music that i used to listen to when i felt badass in high school like liz oh, Baron and nirvana in case you're wondering what it was
1: <laughs> <laughs> i didn't discover liz fair until later i had this bad boyfriend that would listen to her all the time and it took like a while and then all, like has that ever happened to you by the way like you like I don't like this musician and then you listen to them enough and suddenly you're like yeah. I love this musician. yes
0: totally and also um with certain people really just Ted your brother <laughs> that like if they like something that I'm like what do you like that I don't yeah. like that then it will like I'll be like, oh, I like that too. Oh, uh, like I thought it'll you change meant, my mind.
1: I thought you meant you didn't like your brother and Ted. And Oh, then... oh no, I like like
0: they will show me it. music and yeah. And then and I'll then you'll like it. That
1: mm-hmm. happened to me with <laughs> it'd be funny if you were like, I don't like my brother at all. Wait a minute. <laughs> I like him. He grew on me. Um that happened to me with Elvis Costello too.
0: Oh yeah. I didn't like him, and I was like, oh, my God. It doesn't happen to me with every band, though, because Ted likes sticks, And I was like, I cannot. I can't. I don't get it. I just don't get
1: it. Oh, no. We just found the difference between Ted and musical tastes.
0: May- I mean, maybe it's because he's male and you're female.
1: Oh, God. Maybe. Although yeah. I like a lot of quote-unquote male-centered bands. Yeah, me but too.
0: Like Ted yeah. helped me
1: to like Def Leppard. I don't know if you like
0: Def oh, Leppard. Oh, yeah. I love Def
1: Leppard. Oh. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel guilty about it. I don't feel like I should love Def Leppard, but I do love I Def I do Leppard. too. What yeah. did you just take out of your hair? Oh, uh, just this. It just oh, it like a hair extension it looked like it was part of your hair okay we're really rambling today and yeah, that's it's a, okay it's okay yeah, this it's is just, where we are it's yeah, just going wild that's, this is us going wild <laughs> <laughs> talking about <laughs> what pants we like <laughs> um okay where were we though oh, were we uh, done with check-in? our
0: catch I don't know did you oh like you the- were
1: saying that you were claiming that part like that oh, yeah. you were yeah and I was just gonna say that I was not like that as a teenager. oh yeah I oh and I was gonna say I'm a Libra moon which I only recently realized is very against conflict. Like Libras oh. do not like, they like everyone to get along, everything to look pretty, everything to be okay, balance, balance, balance. And there. And I thought I was like this, and maybe it's both, because con- I could not be mad at my mom that was not allowed. Conflict, I mean, oh. I, if I disagreed with her, I was X'd out, you know, I was rejected. No. So... I have, a, I, for a long time, I had a hard time, like, oh, if I say this, I don't want to upset you. I oh, wanna, yeah. You know, so it's very natural, and I think it's just a matter of, I don't feel that way anymore, so. Just a matter of being aware. If you are like that, just being aware, like, oh, wait, why don't I want to say that? Is, is it because I don't want to upset them, or because I don't want to say it? Yeah. All right, well, should we move on to uh, our promoshi? Yes. Okay, so this week we're doing our Instagram Live power Hour, which I feel like, well, I guess depending on the state of the world, it could be a real nice stress relief. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> we always have a lot of fun. It is going on. Really and I think everyone else does too. We, we hope have so. a drink and then or an edible, and then we talk. About the topic of the week, which was TBD.
0: Yeah, okay, I thought we're gonna announce it at the end. I mean, do you want it to be like, remember what we talked about with the idea of my idea? Oh, of it being non magic related? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, um, Yeah, you. But you mean just being like totally general, not well. Anything? Like no, we could still talk
0: about things that are spiritual, but the topic would be like like we could do music, like music, oh, okay. like, or food. Those mm-hmm. are the only two things I can think of: music and
1: food. Maybe this mm-hmm. isn't a, a good idea. <laughs> I think what we should do is we'll pick the topic Movies. as per <laughs> usage because it's a little vague what you're saying. We'll do <laughs> we'll do the topic as per use, but then will allow for those kind of like we can also you know, if people want to ask questions or if we want to talk about that stuff, we can. Go on tangents. Get, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, how do you feel about that? That I feel good about that. All right, y'all just really heard us workshopping that. <laughs> it was because last time. <laughs> time I just
0: kept changing the subject. It was like I wasn't in the mood to talk about spirituality, so uh, I just kept changing. I felt like I, I didn't at the that. end of it, I was like, I feel like I just kept trying to steer Natasha oh. to talk about things other than spirituality because
1: I oh, think I was like, funny. we're having drinks, oh, we're hanging yeah. out. Well, if that let's just say if that happens naturally as it did, we'll do it. Okay, just like we kind of do on here. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's that next we would like you to know that um we Wait, yes, maybe we should give a little more info about the power hour, so it's on our
2: instagram oh, page, oops. which is <laughs>
0: <laughs> magic monday podcast at magic monday podcast mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's at four p m pacific five p m mountain six p m central and seven p m eastern that's right on our instagram page on eleven eleven So if
1: you are on the west coast, um, you can just listen. You deserve to have a drink a little early. Do it, yeah. Who cares? Or if you are sober, we also celebrate you, right? And just bring a fun drink, Mm -hmm. yeah, or or food. Okay, so we did we get that right? Instagram Live on Instagram, obviously. (laughs) Um, Okay, so now also um, we are kind of brought to you by goddess provisions i mean we are we're just like they're an affiliate let's put it that way (laughs) so (laughs) um goddess provisions is this box that i just love getting every time it's like a fun gift and right now i just love gifts i just want all the gifts (laughs) not in a well Maybe in a greedy way, it doesn't feel greedy. It feels like self care, which often, which all of the um, products are. You get like six or seven full size products. They're like I'm just looking around my room because I have so many of them. Like crystals, crystals
0: books, uh, facial products, runes. tinctures, yeah, like, perfume, mm-hmm. um, soap. Pen- One time there pendulum. was chocolate. Yeah, oh, pendulum. Yeah, chocolate oh yeah, that tea times. reading. Uh, oh my glass. gosh, that tea reading cup? Yeah. I keep my headphones saucer, in it because it's so cup.
1: cute. It's a tea with moon faces. I mean, I do uh, uh. I, we love it. Yeah, so, it's a good box. It's cool, too, because it's like if you love shopping at New Age
0: bookstores, but you haven't been doing that during the pandemic. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. nice. It comes yeah. to, you.
1: and they're a really great company because they're vegan, cruelty-free. They plant a tree for every box sold, so it's like a really nice company to support, and you can support the podcast by buying it from our site, which there's a banner on magicmondaypodcast.com. Um, Also on Instagram, we have a link to it there. So we appreciate your support.
0: Yes. And we are really excited because we're doing a manifestation course in January. Yeah. Magic Monday Manifestation. And you can get on the waiting list for it now. It's going to be four classes and four Q&A sessions. Uh, We're just pretty
1: pretty excited. (laughs) It's very exciting. It's all (laughs) kinds of like... Just clearing, getting clear about what you want and bringing it into your life through like reprogramming yourself and feng shui and uh, and
0: shadow work and self-love it's like all these different angles so you really understand not just understand the dynamics but Mm -hmm. can actually step into the dynamics
1: yeah and use it in the future like past this class even like when blocks come up you'll find ways to do it anyway it doesn't happen till January so but you can sign up for the wait list which if you do you get on the early bird list so you will let you know first and then there's a discount with that so that's on magic monday Podcast.com. all right do we have anything else to promote
0: uh no that's it but we Great. would like for you to call us and leave oh, us a yeah. voicemail yeah sure s- oh yeah what's 828
1: it's the number is 828-333-7181 and um yeah, that's if you want to ask us a question. We love our voicemail questions. We love all our questions. Mm-hmm. If you want to yeah, ask and- us another question, you can go to I mean like not on the phone. Like Just a text typing it. Question. Like, you know, old fashioned. If it's not you want to type a question. Email. It's not text. Don't confuse them. No,
0: I said. Yeah. T- oh, oh, yeah. You no, you're not t- gonna be texting us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, it's go to magicmondaypodcast. Com to the ask a question part. Ironically, we don't have questions this week because well, we do, but we're gonna wait just because we have our interview. Yeah. Um, are you gonna say one more thing? I think. Um, oh, and leave us a oh, review. Oh yes. On Please leave us Apple a review. Podcast. We or really, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. It really helps people find us and we're super grateful and we love to read the nice words. Um, so only leave them if you're leaving. I know I said that niceness is self-betrayal, but not in this case.
0: Yeah. If you don't want to <laughs> write a nice review, just you don't have to write any review. Save some time. That's right. Don't write a review. Have you. some tea. Otherwise. Take a
1: walk. <laughs> Do something for anything yourself. Anything else, really. <laughs> All right. Well, now we have, should we, our interview with um, Carolyn Elliott, who wrote the book Existential Kink. So, you'll. we're super excited. Should we just wait? They'll find out who she is in the interview or she says it? Yeah. Okay. So out oh. <laughs> so know, here Brett. we go <laughs> but you need to cut out some i don't know what's happened let's just call it election five. <laughs> yeah i forgot i was pausing at the wrong point <laughs> okay so here's the interview
0: Okay, you guys, I'm so excited. We have Dr. Car- Carolyn Elliott here. Dr. So let me read her bio. Dr. Carolyn Elliott is the author of Existential Kink, a handbook of life-altering magic, and cult favorite creativity book, Awaken Your Genius. She runs a seven-figure online business specializing in helping people achieve dramatic positive change in their lives through shadow integration practices and applied occult philosophy. Carolyn is known for her uncanny and uncomfortable ability to trick really smart, high achieving magical people into doing the things that they actually want to do. (laughs) She's the teacher of life altering online courses, including wealth, the alchemical community where leaders come into their full power. Carolyn,
2: welcome. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, Natasha. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So,
0: I absolutely adore existential kink. I have a lot of things I want to talk to you about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, just to introduce our listeners to what existential kink is, could you describe it as a practice and
2: philosophy? Mm -hmm. Sure. We've done it before,
1: but you'll do it better. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Thank you. So existential kink is just basically the notion that it's part of human nature to unconsciously take pleasure in frustrating and painful situations. And through this, we end up accidentally kind of recreating versions of those situations again and again. And this is I didn't discover this. This was really well known to Freud, Jung, Lacan, all of the pioneers of depth psychology. Um, I think it's been buried from pop psychology because it's an idea that's very offensive to people's egos. You know, we all want to think that we only want, you know, good stuff, health, money, love, creativity. And so the idea that there's some uh, shadowy, unconscious part of ourselves that just loves failure, humiliation, rejection, scarcity, uh, all of these, you know, bad things um, is a pretty intimidating idea for a lot of us to approach. Um, I found it to be very true of myself. Um, I, I could go into telling my whole story about it, But um, basically the idea with existential kink is that if we're willing to be super honest with ourselves about this part of human nature that nobody has to feel bad about or ashamed about, just it's a built-in feature of how we seem to work, um, then we can make the previously unconscious pleasure that we might be taking in certain repetitive, painful situations in our lives, we can make that pleasure conscious and allow it to be present in our bodies, allow ourselves to really feel it and let it move through. And a fascinating thing happens as we do that, as we make that previously unconscious, kinky, weird, freaky pleasure in nasty stuff conscious, what happens is we liberate the energy that was stuck in those patterns and that kept making us compulsively um, reach for them again and again, whether it's a situation like, always getting into boss, always getting into jobs where your boss is really mean, or always dating the same kind of person who ends up being a liar, or all, you know, not being able to make more than a certain amount of money each month. There's all these repeating situations that show up in our lives. And basically what existential kink is saying is like, that's not happening because you deserve it. It's not happening because it's true. It's not happening because you know, it reflects some actual terribleness about you, it's only happening (laughs) because some part of us secretly enjoys it. And we don't have to be ashamed of that. It's a beautiful thing. It's actually our soul who is capable of enjoying everything in life, the scary stuff and the sweet stuff. So through existential kink, we end up identifying more and more with the immortal part of ourselves, our soul who um, you know, basically was attracted to the whole roller coaster ride of human existence. And of course, the idea of existential kink takes its inspiration from actual bedroom and dungeon kink. So you know, all over the world, people get together and they set up scenes and they make agreements and they say they have safe words and like somebody's going to be the submissive and somebody's going to be the dom. And what happens is they play with power dynamics and with different forms of intense sensations in an agreed upon contained way. And through that container, they allow themselves to, um, they give themselves permission to really feel and really enjoy sensations that if they just happen spontaneously in ordinary life, they might not enjoy them. You know, so like if I have set up a container and safe words with my husband and, you know, we're alone on a Friday night and he's dripping hot candle wax on my back and I might be able to open up and really receive those sensations in an awesome way where I can feel pleasure in the intensity. Whereas if I was sitting in a meeting at work and a dude came up and dropped hot candle wax on me, I would be like, what? Wrong with you. Gonna, Ow! You, you know. <laughs> right. So, what we do with existential kink meditation is we set aside fifteen minutes a day mm. to give ourselves that context. So, um, you know, life life is a dom with no safe words. We're all. <laughs> uh, of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) in this crazy experience but we can set up um, you know I like to set a timer for 15 minutes and light some incense and just like lay down somewhere where I won't be disturbed and practice giving myself space and permission to let whatever unconscious pleasure might be happening you know let it become present and let myself feel it So, um, that's my little introductory spiel about existential kink and it's worked for me and it's worked for thousands of people that I've taught it to, um, we can of course talk more about it, but any, any questions you ladies have?
0: Well, oh, can I just say really quick? I just love so many things about this. I just want to say, I love how it counterbalances, uh, it, it actually erases new age guilt you know, Mm. like there's so much new age guilt. There can be (laughs) like, oh, I manifest that. That's what's my problem. Like, why am I not richer by now? What, why do I keep doing this over and over? Like all of that, it short circuits that. So, and it bring, and I like how it's like, this is already true. So how can I make friends with it? Like, how can I be with what is true? And I think there's a lot of I know that it people can have a negative reaction to this idea of like, oh, you must like it on some level, but it, do you agree that it's like, I don't even need to know that that's literally true. I just need to know, like if I, I just feel like it can be empowering to hold that perspective, to be like, hey, it's already exactly. there,
2: right? Do you agree with that? Yeah, from a pragmatic point of view, you might as well like it because it's already happening. (laughs) It doesn't make it go away, right? right? Like if resisting it and hating Mm. it made it stop, it would be over by now.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So then it brings you into resonance with it. And then from that place, you can move through it. It's like, just energetically speaking, it's a way of coming out of disharmony or out of resistance and coming into alignment. It's like how I talk about while clearing clutter, I talk about play music to get energy moving, but don't play happy music. If you're sad, play sad music or, or play angry music. If you're angry, because that gets you into resonance with how you're feeling and then it helps move that energy.
2: So wise. Absolutely. Yeah. The way that I like to think about that is, um, I'm only only able to influence whatever I can approve of. And that oh, goes for people yeah. and that goes for situations. Yeah. It's like, if I'm really disapproving of a friend of mine and I'm telling her what she should do with her life, is she going to listen to me? Like, uh, probably not. But if I'm like totally in approval of her and we're resonating and I have some suggestions or ideas that has a better chance of being influential.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So my question is because I do a lot of shadow work in terms of like, loving it. Like if there's something I'm ashamed of, for instance, I'm like, I bathe in it, you know, I bring it into my heart really is what I do. So I was, tr- I think what happened when I was trying existential kink was I was getting in my head too much because I was thinking like, oh, I was trying to sexualize it, I mm. think. And so I wonder what your thoughts are about that because I, it sort of like, I was like, do, I started getting in my head, like, am I really deny, am I denying that there's a sexual element here? And I was like trying to feel it and then Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling it. And what do you think about that? Yeah, so,
2: um, so the notion here is that the part of us that gets attached to difficult, challenging situations that we recreate is what, what Freud would have called libido. Like Mm -hmm. is like the life force energy, which always has a sexual element to it, right? Like, no, even if we're just going about our days, we're in the grocery store, there's life force energy flowing through us and and it's sexual energy. So the idea um, with existential kink is we're making previously unconscious pleasure conscious and that pleasure can be felt definitely in the heart. It can be felt just, you know, as a softening, a relaxing, Mm. and it can be felt as laughter. It can be felt, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, people experience happy tears. And sometimes people tap straight into the sexual electricity of it, Mm -hmm. um, which is really, really fun. And you can have actual orgasms. (laughs) (laughs) The trick with it. And what's challenging is setting aside any um, shame or guilt about the pleasure. And and that can take practice. Um, but it's one thing that I like to do is say to myself, okay, how have I been using the energies of shame or guilt to protect myself from feeling painful situations, painful sensations, mm. ego death sensations, like humiliation or, or rejection. And can I just, you know, surrender and say, you know, to the universe, to God, whatever, like, Hey, I'm not going to use this negative energy of shame to protect myself from feeling mm. things anymore. I'm not going to use it against other people. I'm not going to use it against myself. I'm just willing to be fully present to allow whatever sensations are present to be there in my body with no defense. And usually when I do that, um, it's a way that I can drop directly into the sensation. And, you know, it's usually is like a pleasure pain kind of thing. I think about Mm -hmm. like when I was a kid and I had a loose tooth like I couldn't stop <laughs> poking my loose tooth with my tongue, and like it hurt, but it felt really good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um. You, go ahead, Tess. Were you gonna? Uh, well, I something? just like
0: have a bunch of questions yeah, bubbling up. Well, this is a question I've been dying to ask you, and um, I think probably not a lot of people are wondering this, but I am. And <laughs> it is. Have you read Kushiel's Dart? I have not. Ah, you must, you must. It's well, no, I mean, it's it's a series, it's a fantasy series. It's a, um, it's like an alternate history. I won't go into all the details of it, but it's the main character is, um, it's, it's like a alternate France history where love is their religion, love and angels and sexuality. And the main character is like really turned on by pain and it's her superpower. It's <laughs> amazing. It's an amazing series. I love it so oh, much. Wow,
2: that sounds so fabulous. It. I hope you will send me a link and I will find it and <laughs> read it.
0: Yeah, it's so good. I was thinking about Phaedra, the main character, while I was reading Existential Kink, and I feel like it helped me
1: because I was oh, like, "Oh yeah, getting into." And she was it like, like
0: able to like win wars by getting in with these like dictators because she like loved them but hated them and got into sexual relationships with them. It was so so interesting.
2: Fascinating, fascinating. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, What I think about a lot is how um, most, most of us um, have been culturally conditioned by family, schools, media, whatever, to have a very small window of sensations and situations that we will give our full approval to. Yeah. Um, And the interesting thing is, is that doesn't prevent things that we disapprove from happening to us. (laughs) It just, we're in this situation of like um you know feeling offended by life and other people more often. So um what I like to think about is expanding our having this level for sensation. Oh
0: yeah. So, yeah, I've mm. seen you post about this. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Have it. I was gonna yeah. ask you about having this level.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, so our having this level is like um, you know, another word for it is like upper limits problem. Um yeah. the psychologist Gay Hendricks has written yeah. about it. Yeah, and it's like how much stuff wonderful stuff are we willing to receive in our lives before we you know get paranoid and freak out and push it away and are like oh no this can't be you know this is too good to be true so we make up some reason to feel upset basically and so having this level is expanding our having this level is a process of starting to tune in and realize how am i turning myself off so You know, maybe let's say I've had a wonderful evening with some friends and I feel great and my heart's really expanded and I feel energetic and it's just been lovely and I'm driving home. If my having this level for feeling great is pretty small, and most of us, we do, we have that, Mm -hmm. um, I might unconsciously start to turn myself off by finding something to worry about, Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know... Mm -hmm bill is due tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. Or my parents Mm -hmm. are getting older. How am I going to take care of them? Or I might unconsciously start a fight with my partner and be Mm -hmm. like, you know, whatever to like dissipate the good feeling, Mm -hmm. make it go away. So I can feel bad again because feeling bad is like my baseline, that disapproval energy. So starting to learn how I turn myself off And starting to get really, really suspicious about that and not taking it for granted and and starting to be like, you know what, maybe I could just be absolutely present with a wider range of sensation and a wider range of situations and let myself enjoy more. So like maybe if I get a bill in the mail and I feel like, you know, (laughs) there's this like rush through my body, like, I don't know how I'm gonna pay this, maybe, I could just enjoy that rush. You know, the, uh, Fritz Pearls, the psychologist said that, um, what did he say? He was, um, anxiety is just excitement without breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we're if I'm willing to be breathing and present with something, I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm still, <laughs> yeah. don't know how I'm gonna pay it. Wow, what a <laughs> <Okay>. ride! <laughs> and obviously, if I let myself stay in that state, I'm much more creative and I'm much more resourceful yeah. when it comes to figuring things out. Instead of being like, oh, poor me, this is mm. so terrible. I don't yeah. know. And <laughs> you shutting right. down, like closing exactly. your energy down. I had that yesterday because I felt
0: so furious. I felt so furious and I was just like, oh, I feel all this anger. And then I was like, but I kind of like it. I can feel it (laughs) like, oh, I feel so powerful. I feel like Kali,
1: (laughs) you know, like rage (laughs) goddess. So Um, I I wanted to ask you going back to what you were saying about shame and be having it be protective. What do, or does that mean that you feel like shame is a secondary emotion? Like it's hiding something underneath it. So you think it's always hiding. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I think about yeah. like loving shame. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I can see yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I think, um, shame, guilt, um, resentful energy. All of these things are sort of like weapons that we learn to use to Hmm. prod ourselves and other people into doing things that we think we want to happen. Um, and uh, it doesn't work that well, (laughs) but we do it anyways. We learn it as children, usually from whatever our, you know, if our parents aren't completely emotionally healthy, we learn these habits from them. And, um, and then we try to control our environment using this kind of like negative vibes or, le- you know, so uh, the surrendering, just being like, I'm just not going to use that against myself or anybody else. And I'm willing to have whatever experience I'm afraid of. So, mm. um, you yeah. know, we've been really conditioned to be super afraid of death and all death like experiences like conventional Christian religion, for example, implies that like there's punishment after death and then material secular attitudes are like, well, there's nothing after death. You just disappear and you're over. Right. And as witches, as spiritual people, I think we all, maybe we've had visionary experiences or we've just had deep intuitive experiences where we know that that's not true. We know that we are eternal beings. And when this adventure is over, we go on to another adventure Um maybe in astral kind of realms, maybe in another incarnation here. And so the same holds true with things that like, um, you know, our ego is really afraid of. So all of the, like I am always trying to avoid embarrassing, like getting embarrassed, letting Mm -hmm. people down, disappointing people. There's part of my ego that just like feels so crushed when I realize I've forgotten something and I've disappointed mm. someone. Mm-hmm. And that's when I wanna use that shame energy against myself to mm. feel like really, really bad because I've done this bad thing. But the trick is, is to just be like, no, I'm, I'm not going to use that malicious energy I'm going to use the energy of full presence and love instead. And I'm just going to be present with the humiliation of disappointing somebody. Yeah. And with the death-like feelings and all that that brings up for like, oh, maybe I won't survive. Maybe nobody will like me anymore because I do this. And then maybe nobody will pay me for anything. And maybe I'll just be excluded from society and I'll die on a sidewalk. You know, it sounds nuts, but like that's sort of (laughs) survival-based stuff that comes up around approval and disapproval with other people, right? Yeah. So just, like, letting myself let have that death and not mm-hmm. resisting it and not trying to control it, yeah. um, just trusting that it's part of the beautiful adventure, just that, like, that all death is as precious as life. You know, I think yeah. it was Walt Whitman who said, you know, um, do you consider it lucky to be born? I tell you, it is just as lucky to die. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah That's that so way, beautiful. Sure. Yeah. I love looking at shame as death like, oh, and that, and to, or like looking at the dying of shame as death, like just bringing it in to enjoy the death because Mm -hmm. I love death stuff. yeah (laughs) So just looking at it, like that makes it even easier. How I look at it is like my, I always look at it often most of the time as my inner child is feeling the shame and like just bringing her into my heart i think that's part of why the sexual part felt strange because <laughs> i always think of it as a child you know but if i take it away from that and just bringing it in like to just enjoy the totality of it whatever it looks like and mm-hmm. then it's and like as an ego death i, I really like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of something Eckhart Tolle said about um, when something diminishes your ego, that, you know, when you feel that pain of something diminishing your ego, you can just let it diminish your ego. Yeah. Just like- because there's freedom in that the more you let
1: yeah, And that reminds me of what you're saying about how we only let ourselves have this amount, a small amount of feeling, because when you let it diminish your ego, you may feel a lot of stuff in the moment, <laughs> but if you allow for it and then, and then it'll pass. But if you're, yeah. if you're trying to shove it into a little box, like I'm, I can only feel this amount of feeling, then you're going to resist it. And then it's just going to get stuck.
0: Yeah, and there's those two different... This is another thing I love about existential kink is I always talk about and think about how in the magical spiritual path, there's the two different levels of reality. There's the illusion of separation and then there's the truth that we're one with all that is. And so I feel like the existential kink helps to connect with that part of us that is playing here on earth. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, um, the Hindu term lila. That means divine play. That we're just all this the one divine consciousness choosing to experience ourselves as separate in time.
2: Beautifully said. Absolutely. Yeah. So for me, like existential kink is a practice of taking this knowledge that a lot of us have in our hearts or in our minds about, you know, we know that ultimately we are part of the divine and really bringing it down into our bodies. So being like, okay, well, if I'm, um, you know, if I'm divinity creating this play of this dream and if I'm you know can I let myself enjoy my creation and all of my creation including the scary parts including the weird parts including the threatening parts because I know that I'm ultimately all of it and I'm not separate from it. Yeah
0: and then you claim it and you claim all of it and then you start to own it. It's when I first started reading Existential Kink, I had this dream as I was just drifting off to sleep. I love David Lynch and I love Twin Peaks and I had, <laughs> and I had this dream that David Lynch and I were flying over Twin Peaks <laughs> and it was all like dark and scary. And then, <laughs> and then it transformed into this like beautiful sunny day with rainbows and, you know, just like, oh, and that we saw together that it was the same that they were the Uh, same (laughs) because that's the feeling I get from him is like that his work is so sweet it's so loving it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. and so dark and it's like this it's all one yeah
2: Yeah. David Lynch is an amazing magician I feel like yeah I feel like what we're talking about is really the essence of magic because when we have this deep bodily level awareness as somebody like David Lynch does and um reality becomes more fluid and we become more powerful as artists, as creators. Um, The world opens up for us. Opportunities open up for us. um, And we just don't have to take the whole thing so seriously. And yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome.
1: It really, this reminds me of something I've said on here before, but when, when i was 15 i did mushrooms one time and i was crying and laughing i was cycling between the two and i couldn't tell the difference <laughs> people were like when i was crying they were like they, they were like are you okay and i was like yes <laughs> I was, don't you get it it's all the same thing <laughs> like it felt the complete same in my body the feeling was just the exact same
2: yeah yeah, absolutely. It's really um the more I do this work, the more I find, you know, it really is only the part of me that wants to be separate <laughs> that yeah. ever has a problem with anything. Because in order to feel separate, I have to be like, oh, there's something I don't like. Yeah. Right. Because if I like everything, how do I know where I end and it begins? You know, if I'm totally unless yeah. I unless I'm feeling that it's against me somehow. That sensation of against is what gives the sensation of being separate. So as that starts to dissolve, um, it does get really interesting, starts to, life gets a bit trippier um, as we start to feel the way in which um, yeah, absolutely everything is a part of us.
1: Yeah, And when you
2: stop resisting everything, it's like it's so much more fluid. Mm-hmm. of course I mean resisting is hella fun That's how <laughs> oh, yeah. you do it. also I just want to say that it's like I'm not trying to hate on um you know resisting or shaming or forcing like those are immensely entertaining activities that oh, the way that I like to think about it is um you know how a good book or a good movie really absorbs your attention and it takes you into this fictional world and like it's so amazing and it's um it's a, yeah, it's a trip, it's an adventure. I like to think of it as, uh, you know, the, the notion of separation or the notion of like that we could ever not be fully connected with love and bliss. It's a fiction hmm. and we, we, we're like bits of divinity that have taken this fiction and we've run with it and we've like created these whole scenarios that look very convincingly awful and terrible. <laughs> And then it's so absorbing, it's so fascinating. And it's terrible and it's scary, just like watching a scary movie is scary, you feel awful. But at another level, there's mm-hmm. a pleasure in it. and it's just maybe it's just the pleasure of fiction. And so that's what that's an, another suggestion that I give to people if they're having yeah. trouble finding pleasure in a painful or challenging situation as I invite them to explore like, are you willing to consider that this is just a fiction and mm-hmm. can you just let yourself have the pleasure of the fiction, even if it's a very dark, tragic, scary fiction, there's it's all so just a story.
1: Yeah, uh, we're all just playing out stories.
0: Yeah, I love that when I read that in Existential King, because I was, Natasha and I both used to be actresses a long time ago and I remember how fun it was to play a really tragic character or a really evil character. It's like, ah, oh, and then you love the character and then you, you, you love all the aspects of it. So it's like, can you enter into that? It's like, if, if this were a play, wouldn't I have so much fun with it? Like, and it's even deeper than a play. It's like, a, it's three dimensional.
2: <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, yeah. Some A game that I like to play with myself sometimes is imagining you know, like if there's a situation in my life that I'm just like so unhappy about and I think it's just so terrible, i like to imagine that a space alien who <laughs> likes to enjoy earth trips has just beamed down into my life, into my body. And she doesn't know that it's stupid and wrong to enjoy this terrible thing. So she just enjoys it. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, just like let that play out in my imagination. And, and what I usually find is that the way that I keep myself unhappy is by judging that it would be stupid and wrong to enjoy something it gets to be pretty interesting (laughs) but yeah
0: yeah I like that it reminds me of quantum leap you guys remember that show from the? yeah (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's like it's a way of becoming an actor in my own life Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm.
1: okay
0: so oh sorry go ahead you go ahead So, um, one more question, well, I mean, a question we we are getting near the end here, but I do want to ask if there was something that you wish people asked you on podcasts, what would it be?
2: Oh boy, Tess,
0: what a great question.
2: (laughs) Um, Um, but I wish people asked me on podcasts. (sighs) I think I'm, I might be sadly blanking on this question right now. Okay. I, I, no okay. pressure.
1: Enjoy yeah, no
2: to- pressure. Oh. At
1: all. <laughs> you know what I want to ask as a final question is, what do you feel are the most, what is the biggest benefit to living life this way? Or what are some of the benefits that you found?
2: Oh, absolutely. So an easy way to remember this is to think of um, the Adams family, Morticia Adams is the, the heroine I'm aware of, who's very proficient at existential kink. <laughs> she gets off on everything. And um, she's extremely rich. She has a super hot relationship with her partner. <laughs> um, she has, you know, an, a great relationship with her kids. Great house um, and wardrobe of, <laughs> and, and, and hair. wardrobe, she has a house and a garden that's exactly to her taste. Um, She throws amazing parties. She's widely respected in her community. Um, She is the only heroine that I'm aware of in fiction, film, novels, who's completely fulfilled. She's Mm. completely, she has everything the way that she wants it. Mm. And even when she doesn't, she has a hell of a good time. Mm -hmm. Like, um, (laughs) you know, she can be being tortured on a rack and still be like (laughs) vibing with it. So um, basically what, and, and, you know, the way that she does that is she has like full deep approval of death and all of the sensations, pain, everything that goes with it. And what I notice about that too, is the only time that she ever dislikes anything is when it is aesthetically displeasing. pastels, so she, <laughs> like she doesn't like. That's kids, so funny. She's sing-alons. probably a Libra yeah (laughs) anything else she is completely present with so she doesn't have moral judgment she just has aesthetic judgment so anyways all of that is available to us when we begin to take this approach to life which really is an aesthetic approach to life rather than a moralizing approach to life sort of like i surrender my moral judgment about right and wrong and good and evil to the divine. And I'm like, hey, I'm just not going to judge this in that way. I'm just going to have, let myself have the aesthetic experience of being a human. And um, yeah, we, so when we, we can open up all of the stuck energy, all of the parts of us that were previously taking that unconscious pleasure in scarcity, in being small and being rejected and all of that, when we get really honest about it and let that flow out, we liberate all of that energy and it becomes available for us to create um, anything that we want. Um, My life has had a really rapid turnaround in like three or four years. I went from being completely broke and homeless. (laughs) Wow. figure business. Now I travel the world. Now I have a wonderful marriage when I used to have like terrible, scary <laughs> <pickup> <laughs> relationships. And it's, um, it's a level of psychological change that is generally considered did not be possible. Like for mm-hmm. me going from like the scared neurotic person that I was to the oh, person no. that I am now. Um, but it is possible. That's what I want everybody to know. And what it is, is it's basically creating a union between the conscious and the unconscious mind, which is mm-hmm. also known as the alchemical marriage. Mm-hmm. So I like to say that I'm an evangelical alchemist or an evangelical <laughs> hermeticist. I like to preach the good word that it is possible to achieve this alchemical marriage between the conscious and the unconscious. Mm. And it used to be thought that it was something that was really hard and it just took decades and... You had to do all these special operations to do it, um, which I think is funny because back in the day, uh, literacy—you know, reading and writing—used to be thought of as something that was like really hard and only special people could do it, mm. and so it wasn't taught to everybody. And the literate people became the aristocrats and the priest mm. class, and you know, like the Roman Catholic Church didn't teach anybody to read for a thousand years, and that's how they maintained the power in their mm. priesthood. And then once people started learning how to read you know, the Protestant revolution happened, they lost their power, they've been on the decline ever since. Similarly, I believe that alchemical literacy is possible. I believe that it's possible for everybody to create this union um, between their conscious and their unconscious minds. All they have to do is get willing to be radically honest with themselves about previously unconscious pleasure and what they're already experiencing in their lives and to let go of that feeling of against and being opposed um, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> I could go on and on about that, but I realize we're running out of time. So thank you. Oh, thank you well, so much
0: you. And so yeah. we hear that you have a membership program coming ah, up here. Do you want to talk yes. about that?
2: Absolutely. It's called wealth and, um, I'm not sure how many more times it's going to open for registration because we have a kind of a limit. It's limited to 1,500 paying members. I say paying because we also have a gift program where some of our members um, have free memberships that have been gifted to them by paying members. We're at about um, how many? I'm going to forget the number that we're at now, but we have a few hundred spots left, I think. And we're opening up again in um, March of 2021 so if people would like to be notified about that, they can go to my website, which is just carolingraceelliott.com, and join my email list. That's the best way to find out. Also, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Elliot underscore. Um, it will also be announced there. But the membership is really, really special. We have um, super... So <laughs> it's a membership that's devoted to helping people realize their full potential through these means that we've been talking about through mm. the alchemy of the psyche, basically. And, um, to do that, we have really fun virtual events throughout the month. We have workshops, guest teachers. I teach a lot. We have a business training workshop. Um, we have amazing social events that are all about, uh, really fun communication games, letting people be seen and felt and heard in all of their beautiful power and wickedness, just Mm. celebrating everything that we are in each other. Mm. And the idea is that so much of what limits us comes from um, kind of faulty social conditioning. And the idea is that to really undo that, we need social support. We need community. So I think that, you know, therapy is great. Coaching is great. Independent, solitary spiritual work that we do is great. And also, there's just a really special power, something in um, being witnessed and felt yes. and heard. So yes. we play these wonderful games called power-ups. Um, I, could, boy, I could talk about this all day, but, we, <laughs> um, <laughs> but there, there are these opportunities where people can be honest about their desires. There's an invitation to honesty and these amazing conversations and connections happen. And there's just people forming these bonds all over the world it makes me so so happy. So our goal with wealth is um you know number 1 to give our members everything that they need in terms of uh magical support, social support, psychological support to have full amazing transformations in their lives. We call it the 1000% promise so that mm. their lives are 1000% better in all regards wow. after a year of membership is our promise. Um <sighs> And our second purpose is to be the foundation of a magical, hermetic, witchy renaissance in the world. So sort of what I was talking about earlier with the alchemical literacy, the idea is that um, it only takes a sort of, um, how do I say, a critical mass of people having deep transformations in consciousness to take, the whole, you know, all of humanity into a new, cooler direction. So, just like actual literacy was a big transformation that altered consciousness in so many ways and paved the way for even computers to exist and the internet and all of that. Similarly, we're leading that kind of revolution um, at a level, you know, with with consciousness. So um, that's our mission as a group. Cool. And, uh, yeah so it's it's interesting to you join my email list and you'll find out about when it opens and we'll be excited to have you and then our membership is capped so we're going to be we're going to stay a tight-knit community
0: and i That's recommend great. following carolyn on instagram either way and mm-hmm. also one, i this i do think this is a good last question and i do really wonder it Sun sign, moon sign, rising sign. Oh, I love
2: astrology. We can talk (laughs) (laughs) astrology. I am a Capricorn sun. I have Taurus rising and I have a Cancer moon. Ah. Okay. (laughs) Is is it all making sense now? (laughs) I also have Mars and Pluto conjunct in Scorpio. Oh, wow. There you go. Now now it all makes sense. <laughs> 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 I love
1: it. Well, thank you so much for being here. We we really appreciate it. We do. It
0: was, do. It was such a joy. You.
1: Yeah, thanks.
2: Thank you, ladies.
1: Okay. Well, I hope you like that interview. And it really stuck with me because afterwards I I thought of two things um that I that it just brought to mind which is one when she was talking about that feeling of, well she talked about it a lot that's basically what existential kink is but like that feeling of like getting into the pain of it or like you know like that there's beauty in all of it you know mm-hmm. the pain mm-hmm. in the, and I was thinking about have have you ever had nostalgia for a part of your life that when you were in it you did not like oh yeah Totally. I have noticed that
0: like when um there's like music that I would listen to during a hard time in my life, then I listen to that music and it's like, oh, yeah, it's like I
1: can get into that energy and there's something really beautiful about it. Yeah, it's so interesting because yeah. like sometimes like when my daughter was born, it was a really hard time in my life. It's, it was just it was a very hard transition for me in mm-hmm. many ways. It was very bumpy. And I mean, I love her, obviously, but the time was like hard. And I will notice I get nostalgia for that time. Like, ah. and I think it's like part of it is like loving that, 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 you know, that it wasn't quote unquote perfect time. It was like there was dimension to it in a certain way that I. Yeah, that I don't know. I miss I a little bit. And bar. once like, it's I f-
0: over, yeah, like you can exactly. have that perspective of, oh, that was divine play because it can't hurt me now. But right. it's like you can sense that it was exactly. playing. Yes. Yeah. And so
1: if you can, I realize if like you can do that in the moment, bring that feeling oh, in of like, I love that. oh, I do enjoy, like how yeah. can, I, yeah, what if I just enjoyed this? It's happening anyway. So yeah. just like we talked about.
0: That's uh, kind of how uh, I've been feeling about this election, limit. When I I was trying to explain that to you earlier, like is it is it hard? Is it stressful? Yeah, but will I always remember it? You know? Be like, whoa,
1: that was so intense. Yeah. Same with this whole year. You know, mm-hmm. like I could totally see feeling like, "Oh, yeah, like feeling some kind of love for it, yeah, you I know? can even imagine being someone who didn't live through this time being like, "Oh, what
0: if I got to live through twenty twenty wouldn't that be so interesting? Yeah, you know?
1: yeah, I mean, of course, there's a lot of yeah, but it is interesting to love the ups and the downs and all of it yeah you know? yeah um and then the other thing wh- that i realized was when she was talking about the part about um how we only let ourselves have like a little box of emotions or a little box oh, yeah? of, like she said it's so funny i forgot to tell her this too <laughs> i don't know what happened but i use i talk about having this a lot like in my work i see it like as a skill. Like sometimes I'll be like, let's look at your having this gauge. And see oh you use the- that
0: word. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Wow. That
1: word. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was thinking about how like she was talking about how growing your um tolerance really for more feelings. Yeah. And that's part of what I'm gonna be going over. We haven't talked about everything here but in the manifestation course that's part of what I do to manifest is I take like a feeling that let's say I have a lot of allowance for um, like just having my basic needs met and then I bring that feeling into something that I haven't been allowing into my life like say I want to create something else and where it's like I have more issues with I bring that feeling into that so it's like Kind of like moving the allowance, like helping to move that allowance gauge kind of thing or that allowance box a little bigger. Yeah,
0: I have not used those words, but I have thought of that before because I know some people say in manifestation, like, you know, you pick like what you want to manifest financially and then you're like, okay, then you – decide that you need that like that's the amount that you mm, need which I think is kind of a, I mean not everyone says that but it, yeah. it that kind of makes me think of like the havingness level of like well yeah. yeah of course this is how much we have in our bank account it's like that's whatever you need.
1: expect what you think you need exactly. but what if you just have that
0: same energy toward a different
1: number Yes, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, for what I think I need may be like whoa to someone else, like way yeah. out of their, th- their comfort zone. But to someone else, it'd be like, uh, that's nothing. Totally, I don't. It's yeah. all relative. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, to say that so much to say to her. Okay, so now it's time for the energy report. Okay. So the energy report is where I talk about the energy trend for the week as I'm seeing it. And as I saw it in my clients and myself this week to see, like I talked about earlier, I was not seeing a lot of teenage badass self. So that's pretty cool because I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah. So you may want to, if you were a, like, if when you were a teenager, you had more freedom, that's an interesting thing to call in. So yeah. Yeah, maybe I should order some combat boots. Oh, yeah, really embody it. I certainly (laughs) was uh, the opposite of feeling like a... Although, you know what? I don't think I've ever told this, but this is also... I may be switching up the energy report, and I think I am in the moment. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) (laughs) So this is hopefully won't make me sound super creepy, but I actually think it's really cool in looking back at it. So, there was this girl in high school. Actually, she was more like a woman. (laughs) First of all, (laughs) I think she really roped me (laughs) in. That was a good first line. (laughs) Well, I will say, like in high school, I was a year younger than everyone in my grade, and, um, and so. And so there were sometimes, like, someone that was two years older, like, when I was 15, people in sophomore year, my, like, senior year, people were 18 sometimes. Like, it was basically, at that age, it just feels like, oh, you're actually a woman. Yeah. And and this woman really was, she was the coolest. (laughs) I mean, the coolest. Like, all the girls were friends with her, One, you know, were her friend, wanted to be her friend, and all the boys wanted to sleep with her. And... P.S. A lot of them did, and they never, there was no slut shaming. Like, she was just like, Yeah. Like, oh, she yeah. slept with a lot of the boys, <laughs> and everyone thought she was cool. Zero, which she was. So it was like amazing that there was zero slut shaming at that time. I mean, yeah, that's great. The, yeah, it was a, so cool. And I just like, w- also, this boy that I was in love with was so hung up with her. And so I was just like, Oh, I just want to be her so bad and I was the opposite of her I was like super shy at that point and like I mean so anyway the next year she graduated and I was like you know what I'm just going to take on her energy and not like hers I wasn't like doing you know bad things but i was like i'm going to embody what i feel her energy is because you
0: admired
1: her and that's because yes. you probably resonated on some level like i think that's in me oh, somewhere That's nice it's nice to think that because she was so cool like like i'll say one more example I, she worked at this um health food store and i went to apply and i didn't know she worked there and i was like oh my god i was so intimidated like she may as well have been a celebrity oh. like and she had to show me how to like work the bar it was like a... and she also knew that I loved her ex and there's something going on there so it was so uncomfortable but she was like yeah like speaking Spanish to the the bus boys and like like, oh yeah she was like so in control and like, like just giving out orders and and I was just like Oh my god, I am anxious to talk to a stranger, like anyone who would come up to me to work. They never should have hired me. Eventually, I got <laughs> over it, but <laughs> but it was just like she was so beyond cool. Anyway, what I did was the next year when she wasn't there, I totally embodied her. Like she used to have this walk. I wish this was on video so I could show you. Like she kind of like walked to the side. Like she, everything about it, I just fucking embodied it. It worked. Oh, like, that I love that. Oh, my God. I mean, like, seriously, and not that this is the only reason to do it, but, like, boys that I never even knew existed. I mean, I knew they existed, but, like, they were coming out of the woodwork. Oh. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, these boys who were, like, two years older than me that yeah. were, like, really, like, they were cool in their own ways that I, but they were just like notice me and it's because I had this like you know what I don't care like I just like was like fuck it all now I'm just realizing I did have, I embody the bad oh I love that attitude. so did you like stay with that for the
0: whole year or and I mean I think I did, think it I, did. Of... It,
1: I was actually re- I feel guilty about this because I was like really kind of mean to some boys that like me that oh well still in high regret. school I feel oh, I know I was I really terrible
0: good. to a lot of oh, boys you Oh my gosh, so terrible and uh, like really terrible. I mean, yeah, and I thought it was cool. Me to too. Do bad to
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Actually, I went to like the first psychic I ever went to. Um I don't know if she would call herself a psychic. She did similar things to what I do now, but she was like, You are the femme fatale. And I was like, What is that? I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> but she was like, You are so cool. And it was because I embodied this woman. But I mean, it was within you, too. Yeah, it was you within just, me. Totally yeah, you within not, me. Because yes. I feel like I've had that.
0: I didn't have it in that way, but I definitely have had it with friends. Like, I would have a close friend and I would be like, oh, I would love to be more like that friend. But I feel uh, like it went both ways. Like, yeah. that, that was just kind of how friendships often go. Like, I oh, admire someone funny. and they admire me and then uh, we take on yeah. qualities of them. But um, cool. yeah, I can relate to that. But yeah, I totally like. I th- I knew the word femme fatale, and I like wanted to be that. Like that was oh. my intention.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I did not know, but I was like, fuck all boys, fuck boys. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I know, this- and I
0: thought they were bad too. Like I was like, it doesn't. If I hurt their feelings, that's good because they're stupid boys. I mean, it was. It- I think, <laughs> our, we're oh, not we, God. we were not evolved. What is it? You don't like evolve your compassion fully your empathy until you're 25 or something oh, have you know heard that. that
1: well I've heard your brain isn't f- your yeah. frontal lobe isn't I
0: think on, yeah, it's, it's empathy and that. compassion is part mm-hmm. of it that's what I blame it on but oh, yeah I blame yeah. it
1: on my mother
0: <laughs> if yeah. my mother
1: had loved me I'm talking about her a lot this episode
0: my mom I feel like my mom encouraged it like she uh, wanted me to be that way and I remember I had a boyfriend who I broke up with and then he Dropped out of school, yeah. And then I was proud. Like he was so oh. depressed <gasps> that he dropped out of school and he never came back. Oh yeah. And I was like,
1: yeah, that's what happened. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I would like feel. I remember feeling like these boys were so upset, and I remember feeling like, like getting power from yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. This validates I me. I feel so
0: guilty though now that I realize. Me too. That these were boys who were cute, yeah. like cute little baby boys. you know. Were, <laughs> know that. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Especially because, <laughs> I mean, I met Ted when I was 21. So I've like oh. grown out of that oh, while Ted you. was my boyfriend. Yeah. Oh. And we were both kind of terrible people to each other for a oh. long time.
1: Yeah. It's amazing you all like, got through that and are still together. I could not be with anyone I was with in my 20s. Yeah, we went
0: through, like, it was like some people go through bad relationships, and then they get to a good relationship. Yeah, we, it's all been the same one for
1: Uh, us. (laughs) I love that. That's really great. Yeah, I still feel bad. And then this one, yeah, anyway, the one boyfriend after that, I ended up being with the one that was in love with her oh good yeah job. after <laughs> thank, thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but and then it wasn't out of meanness but I yeah I just didn't know how to be in a relationship but I feel really guilty about that one like yeah, I think about sometimes it's... like being like emailing him just being like I'm sorry but then I don't also I, it also is like I don't want to upset him I don't know you know I just feel bad But listen, let's I'm focusing the energy report is not about feeling bad (laughs) or embodying it for bad reasons. But if you I will say like either find a time in your life, if that was for you, a teenager when you were a teenager, there is a lot of freedom in your time as a teenager. Like I didn't even remember this badass part, not if we take it as just the badass part and not the part about that I wanted to hurt people. or that that was okay with me but really the part where I felt empowered I mean that part was really cool like I am I took what I wanted from that energy and I was like I'm gonna embody that Mm -hmm. yeah and that's what we're
0: doing in high school a lot you know like that's that's like my thing with Linda Hamilton and Terminator 2 I was like oh that
1: can I how can I have some of that you know I feel like we're doing that a lot yeah, and we can still do that. So either you <laughs> just reminded me of one time when I took my old cat to the vet and he had an accent, the vet, and he goes, Oh, you can still do that cat. Anyway, we can still do that. <laughs> we can what still could am- the cat still do. Oh, sorry. He jumped off of the table to oh. get away from him. <laughs> How cute. And he was like elderly. Yeah, he was eighteen. <laughs> I, the, terrible telling of that story. um. But thank you for hearing it. Anyway, so yeah, so either um, from your teenage self, maybe just taking the spirit of a time when you were young, when it was like, you know what, I can do this, anything's possible. Um, Or if that doesn't resonate with you, just picking someone that you resonate with that you think is really has the quality that you want to embody yeah taking that feeling and putting it into your body and really wearing it this week oh yeah so I will say so I want to say that like that feels really good I think also because there's been so much contraction lately for a lot of people where it's like a lot of just like I'm just getting by I whatever happens I just need to get by and and I agree with still being kind to yourself whatever it is you're feeling but we just even experimenting with trying on this kind of bigger energy I feel like really will help I'm seeing it now will really help tap into your energy field in a way that it will awaken that within you and yeah. we really need some of that spirit right now some of that Oh, hey, I'm here. Like yeah. we're here and we're alive and we're we're embodying this, like to embody that part.
0: I love that. That's like archetypes too. I mean, you could even be a tarot card, right? Or it could be a deity. Yeah. It could be like a Oh, I was thinking of that when I was feeling really angry. I was thinking of the goddess Kali. Did I say that during the interview with? You did. I think I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that. That's that Joseph Campbell kind of like hero's journey, like finding an archetype, whether it's a character in a movie or a girl you remember from high school and deciding to play with that, bring that in, invite that in.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. (laughs) We did used to do that in high school a lot. Like I did, like I would see like Demi Moore in a movie and I was like. Like all my friends loved Demi Moore, and and I was like, I'm just gonna like be her. Why yeah. not? Yeah, I like, had that with Jim Morrison. That.
0: I remember I got some mm-hmm. leather pants. I was like, I'm gonna walk like him. Yeah, I'm gonna be all try to be all
1: mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so funny! Um, all right, so that is the energy report. Okay. So now it's time for
0: Practical Magic. Okay, so this week is the last week. Well, we have a new moon on Sunday. So mm-hmm. this is like fourth quarter moon. This has been a lot of tension, this full moon and, you know, these, the third quarter. <laughs> I mean, it's just like unwinding from the tension is a good idea this week. Yeah. yeah. And it's so, you know, that that's what fourth quarter is. It's the end, the tail end of a moon cycle. And the energy is diminishing as we move toward the dark moon and then the new moon. Mm-hmm. And this week we do have uh, the moon in Libra on Thursday and Friday and on Virgo on Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, you know, so I have a question for you, actually. Merc- mm-hmm. or Mars is going
1: direct
2: mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. And Mercury,
0: of course, went direct on Election Day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So,
0: what? Tell us about Mars going direct.
1: Oh boy, I'm not an astrologer. Well, but you're getting just, there. <laughs> I'm actually taking a class tonight. Um, but essentially, it just Mars is going to be a little happier. Like there's going to be, um, let me think about this. Like. Before when it, it Mars wanted to move, like it has fire and energy, and it was like, mm, 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 oh, oh, and oh. so now it's like, whew, okay, here we go, we're moving. However, I will say that Mercury is square Saturn. Okay, now coming up, which is very similar to mars being in retrograde anyway oh, there's still some of that <laughs> it's still kind of stuckness like eh, like a little bit. yeah exactly a little a little less flow in what's happening but it is nice to have mars feeling free and moving and like okay let's go somewhere all of the project all the things that that the power behind the things you wanted to do now has a little more flow I to it however okay. again with mercury Saturn, okay
0: Okay. (laughs) So that's happening on Friday. And then Saturday uh, is the dark moon. And then Sunday is the new moon. It's actually could be Saturday night, um, depending on where you are. But um, I just I know I've been saying this a lot lately, but I feel like this week is another week. For cleansing, clearing, clearing. could be clutter. I think I'm going to focus on digital clutter because I have not Mm. cleared digital clutter for a while. Mm -hmm. But um, more of that, creating some space and cleansing your own personal energy. You could take a bath. You Mm. could definitely go outside. If you can go outside, you know, stuff like recharging. How do you recharge your batteries? Mm. And and also relaxing. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you really feel like you want to study and um, sort of, I don't know, cultivate yourself in some way, and that sounds good, then do it. But also don't feel guilty if you don't want to do that. If you're like, you know, it's not, I don't feel like this is a week to be like, oh, I should really be starting my novel or something. Mm. Like just, you know what? if you're already writing a book? (laughs) Yeah, if you, I mean, then for sure you can write it. But if you also, if you don't feel like it, then, yeah. So I'm kind of like, you know, think of stuff that you that helps you relax your mind. If you, for me, I have found some mystery novels that are really helping me mm. to just take my mind out of the moment
1: are you telling me to watch more Chesapeake Shores? yes t- I am yes okay. I was gonna even
0: say binge watching maybe mm-hmm. for you it's knitting maybe it's coloring mm-hmm. you know like self-care for sure yeah. so creating space and whatever you need to do to take care of yourself but that can be a part of it is like how can I Unwind in a way where I'm not distracted or thinking obsessively or feeling mm-hmm. like and, and just letting tension go in your body. And just, mm-hmm. we,
1: I feel like we need to kind of reset this week. Yeah. I feel like that goes along with the energy report in the sense of, oh, why don't I just also, I'm going to clear out. And then what if I just try on almost like you're trying on an outfit? Yeah. An energy I do want to feel. And because when you let go of, When you release, you always do want to replace it with something that you do want. So I always suggest filling up with light after you've done something like that. Like even taking a bath if you feel released, then just imagine you're under a shower of light. But it's also nice to, that would be a good time to replace it with some energy, like some cool energy you want.
0: Yeah. And you know, this is a process, like in case you're thinking that the energy report would be something that would be like, oh, that's not really me though. I would be faking it. You know, that it could be a process of authenticity, like how I got in touch with like that actually feels like me to speak my truth about this yeah. thing. Like and and if you are drawn to a character or someone you've known in the past or a tarot card or deity and you would like to embody that, that's you. You know, yeah. that's your feeling you're recognizing some qualities that you have yeah Yeah. so I think we can hold ourselves back by being like oh but that's not really me I'm it's those can be limiting beliefs like I'm shy
1: yeah you you really made me realize that when you were like because you saw yourself in her and and my first my initial reaction was like oh god I was nothing like her but now you're making me remember that I was like, I have this in me. I right. know I can do yeah. this. It's just been shrouded under this bad self image stuff. But it's yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So if I totally agree. If you see yourself, if you see a quality you admire, it really is just a reflection like, hey,
0: this is you too. Yeah totally and that's kind of that thing with shadow work too when you feel jealous mm-hmm. that's often jealousy or envy is when yeah. it's like a quality you acknowledge igno- you recognize on some level is you like mm-hmm. whether it's rich or whatever it is yeah. and then or cool or like really comfortable with their sexuality or something it's like you recognize yeah. oh that. That's me, but then you feel like it's not, or you you tell yourself it isn't, or you can't embody it for some reason, or people don't know me that way, so that must not be who I am, you know that, and then it creates jealousy or envy,
1: mhm, yeah, a lot of times jealousy is a key to something that you want, yeah, like, and so that's a good thing to dig into, like where is that in me,
0: yeah, and well, then it, I like so, this and tip, I, like I have them. it with fashion too sometimes, where it's like this reminds me of fashion, where I'll be like. Oh, I love that, but that's so not me. And then I'm like, well, then why do I love it? You know, is there, is it, maybe it is me. What if it was me? You know, and it's like an interesting way to kind of discover who I am or what feels fun. Or even if it's like, I would never have thought I would love wearing that, but I do, like that must be me then, you know?
1: Yes, I love it. This whole episode, including our interview, is really about embodying and loving all the different parts of yourself. Yeah. It's really speaking loudly because I wasn't going to make the energy report about that. And it's like, I feel like that's really what Carolyn was talking about, too. It feels really fun. Yeah. And like also exciting. Like, hey we're all let's all wake up more we're waking up more to who we really yeah. are
0: well you know and that is actually for me clearing clutter <laughs> I know <laughs> i always talk about this but i do feel like that's a way to like let go of things yeah. that are like oh do i identify with this like it, if you're if it's in your space then on some level you are attached to it and it's like yeah. what if i wasn't this anymore that's why clearing clutter can be as fun as shopping to me because it's like when you shop you're like oh look i have this fun new thing but when you Clear clutter, you're yeah. like, oh, look, I don't have that thing. Like, who am I now? You know, it's like this fun process of yeah. letting go and then
1: bringing in. And I always notice when I clear clutter, like a big portion. Now I'm like, oh, good, what's coming in? Yeah, because it's always, it always happens.
0: Yeah, and all of this too is like fun to think about the the divine play aspect of it when mm-hmm. it's not so like oh, this is me and this is who I am and this is how people know me and this is how I know myself and that means something and that's heavy, you know? Or it's so important that I have these items that I'm attached to. Like when there's a lightness connected to all of that and you can let go and you could try things on, it's like that gets us into that divine play.
1: Yeah, getting into the lightness. I think that's hard for people who have a hard time clearing clutter, but I love it. I get excited about it. And I think if that they can think about it like, oh, what if I enjoyed this? You yeah, know, what if it's just was like, fun, like you said.
0: One area, one small area. You don't have to do it all at once, mm-hmm. and you I'm don't have to do of it, it at, at all. Who right is
1: now, not a hoarder at all. No, he is not. But he is not a hoarder <laughs> at all. But he really <laughs> no has a, no rats in our house. <laughs> I mean, there are not for real. <laughs> it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but um. He really it brings up a lot for him. Like oh yeah. To to clear clutter. So I was just thinking of him when I thought of that.
0: Yeah, no, I don't it's like you don't have to clear clutter no. this week. That wasn't well, what I meant practical magic. No. If that is what calls to you, then it's just I'm kind of just wanting us to feel like more creating space, whatever that looks like for you. And and, you know, that daily work too, even though I know I said to relax, relaxing is important, but daily work clearing, shielding yourself, anchoring yourself, just remember all that stuff too. So self-care, like baseline self-care and then also relaxation, which is also, of course, self-care.
1: Yeah. Baseline self-care really, I mean, I think it just like helped me in like just beyond this pandemic. I mean, just like having that basic thing has helped me to not like to actually feel pretty good. For and oh, yeah. also to be able to ride the waves, like right. like having that basic self-care helped me to be able to say things like, "Oh, you know what? today's not a day where I do I'm just not doing anything today and not like spend it like,, Ugh, I'm not doing anything. Why right. aren't I doing or you know, trying to force like- yourself to do things? Yes, exactly, yeah. okay. um was that it? Yeah. Okay, great. So now um, just a little housekeeping before we pick our cards. You can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. Um oh If (laughs) we have a Magic Monday podcast listeners page on Facebook. I was just going to say that today um, I accidentally hit ignore when somebody tried to join and I could not find them again. So if that was you, please please request again. I'm really sorry. That was a big mistake. I feel really bad about that. Um, But it's a great fun page, people. Um, You know, it's a nice little community and magic monday podcast on facebook just the regular one and on instagram and you know all the other things ask us a question voicemail 828
0: 333 and our
1: uh power hour oh yeah and our oh well we'll we'll talk about that at the end oh yeah yeah figure out what we're picking and then you can find me at highestlighthealing.com you can sign up for my newsletter um find out about my classes on there schedule a session and i'm on highest light healing on instagram and facebook
0: where can we find you you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com, which is where you can find a lot of free spells and rituals and guided meditations. And you can find me on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst, author on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst.
1: Okay, great. So we're going to pick our cards.
0: Yeah, so I picked the same card I picked two weeks ago from oh, Cosmic. wait, what are you pick? Oh, oh yeah. from my very own Cosmic Dancer Oracle. And I drew Be Ecstatic. I feel oh. like I did not get this message the first time, and the universe is like, remember <laughs> to be ecstatic. Okay, let me read what it says. What are you drawing from?
1: I'm drawing from the Muse Tarot, again. Um yeah let me use tarot.
0: Okay so at this very moment you are encompassed in beauty sumptuous delights are being broadcast to all of your senses including your sixth sense which is the source of your spiritual awareness and intuitive knowing all this bliss merely awaits your attention and receptivity liberate your energy now by reveling in the constant flow of pleasures that comprise this glorious earthly existence dissolve into this colorful pulsating world of luminous beauty and become one with it let it be the music that arouses and energizes the dance of your life let go dance wildly feverishly enjoy the wild succulence of being in your physical body so it goes on in that in that way yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, as it
0: does. <laughs> and more of that. That kind of, kind of, talk. of thing. You know, whatever.
1: <laughs> Enjoy your life, etc. <laughs> um, okay, that's a good one. And then, oh, it's really on online, I mean, in line with that. So I picked it's the Ten of Materials, they call it. Um, oh, it's it's a, like, so it's like deck. the Ten of Pentacles. Yes. And this is They're saying material success, creating a legacy, a prosperous community, family. So it says, bound by the garden of legacy, the 10 of materials brings blessings of love and hope through the gifts of nurturing sustenance, vitality, and health, prosperity, and joy. She is the earthly muse of legacies and material essences. And she offers a window of wealth that will benefit the whole community for lifetimes of wonder. Here she has blessed them as she is blessing you with the opportunity to eat, Dance, eat and dance with her at the table of generosity. Step into your wholeness. Amazing. That was in italics and it's just what we've been talking about. Yeah. Honor her by lifting up others who may not have had the same opportunities or blessings in their lifetime and know that your harvest will be ample and vibrant. This is a beautiful sign of abundance on the way.
0: Do you know, this also reminds me of last week's cards. Like, we ha- we yeah. both drew from different decks, but I yes. drew Go Wild, and this week it's Be Ecstatic, and you drew um the gift one uh, oh, yeah. giveaway, and that one was yes. about giving, too.
1: Yes. And so also, like, yeah, I can't remember all the way what it was, but, <clears throat> but it's, like, also, would you say this one's, like, about giving via knowing your wholeness and like feeling into that and yeah and
0: also the physical world it seems like yes
1: being present in the physical world both of them yeah.
0: are about that which is really also in alignment with our interview yeah you know, really go i felt like that when i was reading the card i drew it was like really get we're here we're yeah. in this experience let's like fully
1: dance with it you know yeah and I, yeah i really I love it when it's so aligned like this. Like, I feel like that's part of it. Like, if there is someone that you really admire, it's like, get in that energy. That's yours, too. That's not not yours. Right. (laughs) I love it. So is that what should we talk about then for our power hour if we want to and also movies and food? (laughs) (laughs) Music, maybe. And Um, music. (laughs) Let's see. Um I don't know. What do you I, think? I think it should be like getting into like the wholeness of who we are. like like um, Embodying your authentic self. Yeah. Is that- embodying. Yeah. Embodying all the parts of yourselves. Oh, the, your full self. Yeah. Your full or self. Or owning your full self. Embody. Yeah. Either one. Owning, embodying. Let's do embody. Great.
0: Okay. So that's so, the
1: topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So so join us. Yes, please join us.
1: We would love to have you there. It'll be real fun. Um, And we all need some fun. And we're going to have it. All right. Thanks, (laughs) everyone. Okay. Thanks for joining us. us. Love you. Great to talk to you. Bye.
0: Try to be all mysterious.